0: Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is April 24th, and our reading comes from Luke chapter 22. I want to read a few verses, beginning in verse 31, that talks about Simon. Jesus is celebrating the Lord's Supper with his disciples or the Passover meal with his disciples. And he says to Simon, 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 Satan is asked to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. I want to stop right there and point out three things first Jesus says Satan has asked permission. And this is a little bit of a mystery to us, but certainly when you look at the life of Job, the beginning of his story, and what Jesus says here, it appears that Satan has to get permission from God in order to attempt or to attack us in certain ways. And that God somehow uses that and works in it redemptively for our good. The good news about is that there's always a layer of protection, that God limits the attacks of the enemy in order to guard our soul. The next thing that I think is just interesting about that is Jesus says, I've pleaded in prayer for you. So Jesus is interceding on peter's behalf one of the things i love that the author of hebrews says hebrews 7 25 says that jesus lives to make intercession for us and in the same way today jesus is at the right hand of the father and he is praying he is interceding i love this he's interceding for me and for you so that in all of our trials in all of our temptation in every test we have an advocate who's with the father pleading on our behalf. And then he says about Peter, you're going to repent. So when you turn back to me again, I want you to strengthen your brothers. Now, what I love about this is that Jesus knows Peter's going to betray me, but in Jesus's mind, he's not done with Peter. He understands this is part of his redemptive process. This is part of the character building in Peter's life. Peter struggles with pride. In fact, the next thing that Peter says is he says, Lord, verse 33, I'm ready to go to prison with you and even die with you. Well, he probably believed that, but it was just a few moments later that when he's accused of being a follower of Jesus, he denies it three times because he's afraid of the consequences. So he feels real confident and he thinks he's strong. He's proud of his strength. And God allows us to go through situations like this in order to break through our pride and produce some humility so that we can do what Jesus says here, we can strengthen our brothers. It was this experience that really allowed Peter to become a great leader and the leader of the early church. Without this experience, I think Peter would have been harsh and prideful and insensitive and judgmental. But through his own failure, he discovers and offers grace. He discovers and offers mercy. He discovers and offers sensitivity and care. And he helps people to understand instead of discipline and self-reliance and hard work, he helps people to understand grace and dependence and trust, right? And that's the Christian life. So God is working redemptively in this moment on Peter's behalf. And so Jesus says, listen, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny that you know me three times. Of course, Peter does exactly that. And in that moment, Jesus looks over at him and Peter goes away and he's just overwhelmed by grief and sorrow. He's weeping before the Lord. But during the three days between the death and the resurrection of Christ, God is working in Peter's heart. Listen, this is so important. How we respond in our failure, how we respond in our pain, how we respond in our crisis determines our future. And yesterday we talked about Judas. And Judas responded by being overwhelmed by sorrow, losing faith, taking his life. Peter also denies Jesus, but he responds by opening his heart, humbling himself, repenting, inviting Jesus to work redemptively in his life, asking for another chance. And sure enough, after the resurrection, Jesus has this encounter with Peter. And he says, Peter, feed my sheep. Peter, feed my sheep. Peter, feed my sheep. And he gives Peter another chance because what Jesus knows is that after his failure, he's actually better off than he was before his failure because God has worked redemptively in his failure to produce all these good and beautiful things in Peter's heart that now he can sow into God's church. And the same thing is true for us. And maybe you've failed. And I just want to say to you, listen, your failure is not the end of the story. Your failure's not the end. If you'll open your heart, God will work redemptively in your failure to bring new life. So that now in all of your relationships, instead of there being pride and judgmentalism and hypocrisy and a critical spirit and all of these kind of ugly, harsh things, now there's a tenderness, there's a love, there's a grace, there's a hope. There's a faith, there's a dependence, there's all these good things that represents the kingdom of God. It's the way that Jesus relates to us that now we can begin sowing into our world. That's what the church is supposed to be. The church is a place where broken people can discover grace, be transformed, redeemed by the grace and the power of God so that we can sow that in a world. Remember, we live in a fallen, broken, hurting world. What do they need? They don't need our judgment our hypocrisy. They don't need our criticism. They don't need our attacks. What they need is for us to bring into the world the same thing Jesus has brought into our hearts. Grace and mercy and redemption and faith and hope. A second chance. Man, God can use all of us to do that today. Who at your workplace? Who in your family? Who in your neighborhood needs to experience the redemptive power of grace. Man, you're the key to them experiencing that. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for every person listening. God, the truth is we're all failures. We have all failed you many times, but God, you've been so gracious and your grace is redeeming and transforming our lives. So God, in the midst of our failure and struggles, we will open our heart and invite you to do spiritual surgery in us to redeem, to strengthen, to transform so that we can sow that into our world so that God, because of our encounter with you, we can begin loving people the way you love us. Help us to do it, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. Man, I hope this encouraged you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say.